0: Something that always caught my attention is why most of the artists, they forget how to make money, how to monetize their art. And on the other side, if we flip the coin, we have the professionals, people who are sometimes obsessed about money, but they forget how to improve their craft, how to improve their skill. So I believe both parties, the artists and the professionals have a lot to learn from each other, a lot to, to, to apply. And on this episode, I'm going to show you how can you scale your brand if you are an artist. And even if you are not an artist, this is going to give you a lot of insights because many of the uh, principles that I'm going to mention here can be applied also for a a professional. And even better, if you have a friend who is an artist, you can help him to monetize his art and you can make a profit. You can get a nice, nice percentage from that thing. Um, We're going to check today how to leverage technology, how to leverage systems so people will be willing to pay the money for the art that you are doing. Before starting, I want to say thanks to the sponsor, as always, to me, inglesparacholos.com. If you want to receive all the wins directly from my person, you can go to the website and spread the word. Tell the people to go to Uncle Uncle Balta on Google Podcasts and Spotify. Okay, time to start. If you remember a long time ago, I mentioned the story of an ex-girlfriend of mine. She was not exactly my ex-girlfriend, was my, you know, my, my sex friend. And um, the thing is that we used to go to the same gym and there was a trainer that he was so deep in love with her. So she got the trainer to train her for free. And when I'm saying for free, it's literally for free, you know? She didn't give like a kiss, didn't give like sex. And I was like, no, there's no way. I asked the guy, I asked her, and they never had any kind of sexual activity. And I was talking with my mother about that. And I told her like, how is it possible that this trainer is going every day for five days a week to train this woman at 6 a.m. And my mother told me because this woman is offering him the hope that maybe one day something will happen. And that was the truth. The trainer trained my ex-friend for more than eight months. And at the end, she kicked him in the butt and she started dating a guy who was the owner of a club in a discoteca. So what we are trying to go here is that this woman's body and face was the art. She was not selling directly the art. She was selling the hope, the experience, the feeling. And that's something that we need to also apply if we are building or making art. We need to think not too much in the art, but how this art, this piece of content is going to make feel the person that is consuming it. And if you analyze the, the big cases, for example, the rappers, Jay-Z, we have a uh, Pitbull, Lil John, uh, Lothro, what is the name of the other, um, Ludacris, all these guys, all these rappers, and you can check the same story in painters in other artists, they didn't make money by selling their art. They did money by creating an ecosystem around their art. So the, the, their art is like the Eiffel tor- uh, Tower, como La Torre Eiffel, and their business are around this Eiffel towel, t- Tower tower <laughs> no tower tower and they are monetizing that now this sounds good that sounds like no interesting yes you you can create businesses around your piece of art but the question is how do we do it and we are going to check that di- we are going to go deep on that before I start uh, before continue friendly reminder if you want to contact me you can go to my WhatsApp +51 9890 <laughs> 23986 I reply all my WhatsApps. I don't delegate. If you want to build an ecosystem around your art, you need to understand that basically there are two things that you can apply. You can apply the byproducts, los derivados, and the complementary products, los productos complementarios. Let's go, let's start with the complementary. For example, most of the artists, if they are going to do a concert, They make money by offering the concert, they receive a payment for their art, but also they make money by buying their own tickets from their concert and reselling them in the secondary market. As we know, when there is an event, usually they only offer on internet 5% or 10% of all the tickets. Why? Because they want to create the idea that the tickets are sold out. So people obsess to buy the tickets in the secondary market and people pay more for them. Artists know this, so that's why they buy sometimes 20% or even 30% of their own tickets and they resell them in the secondary market with their people. We had the case here of a Peruvian folklore singer, Avencia Mesa, that she created her own beer brand, Su Marca de Cerveza. And if the complementary product of going to the concert is drinking alcohol, makes sense that she has her own brand. She makes more profit and also she's working her branding. If you want to go deeper uh, on this topic, and I didn't mention this in the Spanish podcast, you can check titans of the industry, titanes de la industria, titans of the industry and check Rockefeller. Rockefeller was, I mean, that was one of the best business in the history. Um, That guy, he used to do that, always take all the supply chain. So if you are in one part of the supply chain, in una parte de la cadena de suministros, you start taking the, the parts that are above you and the parts that are below you. In that way, you can have more leverage, you can make more profit, and you have more control over the market. That's what they do. So that is, you know, an extra tip to check the style of Rockefeller. Let's talk about byproducts. What is a byproduct? Un producto derivado. If you are doing some kind of art, there are a lot of pieces of byproducts that has value. These things have value, and you can monetize them, but many times... These things are like just there and nobody pay attention that you can sell them just to give you a case. For example, when I do this podcast, when I do this podcast, I have to do research. I need to do my, I need to investigate. I need to check data cases for different sources. That thing has a value. I can monetize that by giving coaching lessons around that. Then the I create a community. When you are doing some kind of art, you are gathering a community. You can design services or products tailored for that community. And these are going to be better offers than anybody else can create in the market. Why? Because you know this community better than anybody else. We have also transferable skills. Whenever you do something, there are skills that you learn that you can apply in other cases. For example, if you do a podcast, you learn how to speak so you can give conferences you, ne- you learn how to story, te- you, you learn the art of storytelling. You can teach how to do that. You can also teach how to do branding because it's something that is part of the game of podcasting. You need to check in your, within your art, what transferable skills can you learn? And even if there's something very niche, you can also teach how to do the art. And many people are willing to do that. Many people, if you are good in the thing that you're doing, many people will love to have your level of expertise. So if you can create shortcuts, atajos to make the thing faster, you can be sure many people will be willing to pay for that. Of course, we need to be smart. Target the people that are willing to pay money because we can pay with two things. We can pay with time or with money. And people who are busy, they don't have time to pay. So they prefer to pay with money. How can you create a product or service around this? There are two ways. You can, for each byproduct, the cada derivado, you can make a service or an offer, or you can do like me that I do in Inglés Paracholos, that I throw all the, all the byproducts in one basket, in una canasta, and I call that inglesparacholos.com. So in my system, I don't only help you with your English, but also I help you with business, personal development, fitness, uh, love uh, situations, and many other things. How do I do it? I put everything in one basket. You need to analyze if it's better to create different products or just one that allocate all your byproducts. And um, for me, I prefer just to do one because it's easier to, to do the marketing and the publicity. It's easier to be laser focused in just one thing. Something that I forgot to mention in the morning is that as an artist, you can also make money in the front end and in the back end. What it means? You don't only make money when people buy your art or the byproducts of your art you can keep making money by recurrent revenue things that people keep buying to you. Uh, again, we go back to the case of Inglés paracholos. People join the community and later they see if I'm selling like cell phones or monitors or supplements and they keep buying those things. If you are an art creator or an artist, you can also start to find things that have a good price and create an arbitrage and your people are going to be happy to buy you because first you are. We assume that you are offering good prices. And it's a way to keep in contact with you. They would prefer to buy you than a random person. So making money in the front end and in the back end, that is something that they call the LTV, lifetime value of a customer. Let's talk about the team because we mentioned something at the beginning. The idea of scaling your brand as an artist is that you can make more money, but you don't want to stop doing the thing that you like. I don't want to delegate podcasting. Maybe you don't want to delegate uh, your, your paintings or your music or whatever you're doing. So you, you have to start gathering your team. Where can you find your team? Within your community. People who follow your art, they are going to be willing. They're going to be happy to help you. Most of the time without charging you because they, they feel that they own you. And it's true. They own you. I show you in the morning. My favorite artist, his name is Cruzito. He's a reggaeton artist. And I, I listen to his music every every week, at least like two or three days for, for more than 20 years. So whenever he launched a new album, I promote that album, not because I want to make money, but because I want to support my artists. So many people want to support you and you can use that also. Whenever you need like a lawyer, uh, if you need a marketing person, an accountant, um, um, any person, a systems engineer, as within your community. But of course, we need to be smart. We need to know that We need to apply filters because some people are what they call charlatans, that they just want to make you waste your time. So always understand, learn how to read people. So far I have been talking of how can you make money if you are an artist, but what about if you are a professional? Maybe, yeah, that sounds good, but you are not like a guy who create art. If you are a professional, you can help an artist to scale and also you can learn from other artists. Uh, I was listening today the song Dilemma remake, not remix but remake with Bido. Bido is a singer. How I know Bido because uh, well, first, why Bido is creating this song, uh, this remake of Dilemma, because he's trying to gather the new generations with the old generations that they heard this song long time ago. Number one, the second, how do I know Bido, because he did a collaboration with Asher in a format that is called Tiny Desk. Just in this video of Tiny Desk, I learned three things. First, that you can create a format to gather artists, that is like this uh, Tiny Desk format. Second, that collaborations allow you to grow your brand faster. And if you are professional, you can also do, you can also run collaborations. And the third is that if you, you can, you can offer things that are already popular and just twist them, blend them a little bit with your taste, with your favor, and now that, is now that is a service that is for you, that is coming from you. Sometimes we want to create things that are totally new in the market, and it's cool sometimes, but uh, also understanding that it's easier for the average customer to, to follow something that they kind of know with a little twist. We cannot wrap this podcast without talking about AI. Artificial intelligence is going to eat many people alive. People that are not paying attention to this, especially artists, they are signing, there are many artists that they sign contracts that are selling their rights from their bodies, images, voices in perpetuity. So that means that the people who got these contracts, now they can use, they can clone these artists with AI and use them in movies, in music and whatever. We need to learn how to use AI and some skills that we need to develop are the taste, el gusto. With AI, you can ask, you can ask the system to do whatever, to recreate whatever you want if you know how to create a prompt. But we need to have taste. What is something that people can like? Something extra related with trends. If you check nowadays, all the artists they want to do the same kind of art. They jump on the trend all the time. So if they are talking about Israel, everybody's talking about Israel. If they are talking about this uh, diseases or COVID. Everybody wants to talk about everything that is trending. And that is kind of cool. It's a way to gain some followers. But if you are always doing that, you are jumping in the shithole of the, of the popular topic all the time. So your content is not evergreen. It's going to last maybe two days, three days. And then you need to create more content. You want to create pieces of content that are evergreen, that someone can go and visit them. Like, for example... When I go to the gym, I have young people that are 15 years old, 18 years old, that they tell me that they follow my content since since the year 2018, imagine. And there are people that are still watching my old videos. Why? Because this content is evergreen. The same happened with artists. Artists that are doing unique pieces of content, they keep making money from their music that was long time ago. Uh, This guy, for example, I follow this guy, Lou Vega. Vega with Mambo number five, he's still making money with that song that is from the year 98, I believe. So create pieces that can last uh, in, in the past of time. And just to wrap this episode, is that most of the time we don't lack resources. We lack, we lack resourcefulness. <laughs> I had to practice that word resourcefulness. So, what it means, we lack the ability, the skill of gathering resources. We already got a lot of things. That's why we need to do a list. A list of what are the things that we can use to get other resources. Just to give you a case. My mother, she had a third floor, un tercer piso, where I create a gym. I had a gym there in that third floor. And it was something that I was not using because now I have two gym memberships. So I never work out at home. Uh, Since I, I saw that video of Asher and the tiny desk, format that is like a concert in an office, I was thinking, oh, maybe I can do videos in a gym. So now my new uh, YouTube studio is going to be there at the gym. Not only that, there is a space for interviews that I'm testing. Maybe I can start interviewing people and eventually I can give also coaching lessons in that place. That's why we need to check what things do we have that we can trade that we can barter, that we can negotiate for, for the things that we need. Always that is a question that we should address. And um, something extra, I just, uh, I love to add Uncle Balta uh, above Uncle Vita's tips, but is that making money is a must, is, uh, is mandatory. People believe, no, like ma- uh, money is not everything Life, Yes, but without the money, you cannot think. Money is like your air. So we need to have our basic expenses covered. And, Creating a cash flow, creating some cushion, colchoncito of cash is going to help you to analyze the problems in a better way. That's why I like charging upfront in Inglés Paracholos because it gives me the tranquility. I have cash for maybe two or three years in advance always. So if something happens, if the country goes to hell or something, I know I have two or three years to figure it out a solution. When you have that cushion, a colchon of savings, you feel more comfortable, your creativity spikes. Creativity only will will increase your creativity when you can think, when you have time to meditate. And the last thing, I was listening uh, to the CEO of PepsiCo of the area of design, El Diseñador de, de la Empresa PepsiCo, and he was talking that we need two things. First, he was talking about how people get distracted with money instead of getting better at their craft. If you focus in getting better at your craft and your skill or your art and promoting that money comes along. So sometimes the money is the distraction and I would say more than the money, the real distraction are the, the game of status in order to gain status. Instead of focusing on how can you provide more value to your people? People are focusing on how to get a better car <laughs> or a better apartment or a better fancy t- trip. So all that attention, all that energy should go back to improve your skill or your art. And he also mentioned something about the, the sculptor Infinity from uh, Miguel Angel, the, the artist Miguel Angel. That sculptor is about a man with a chisel. A chisel is un cincel. And he is, the, the sculptor is half done. Why the sculptor is half done? Because he wanted to show that we have everything that we need within us, inside us. We just need to shape, to mold, to tailor our skill. We need to give um, the shape. Tenemos que darle forma. We need to give shape to the thing that we want to acquire. Could be a skill, could be an art, could be a personality. If you are introvert and you want to become extrovert, you can create that. You 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 don't have a fixed value. We have to apply this growth mentality that always we can be more. And by the way, yesterday I went to the gym. And there was a guy, he approached to me. And it was fun because he told me, "Eh, Valta, I heard the phrase, taxes and inflation are the double penetration. If you follow the the podcast, yesterday's podcast, you heard that phrase. And it was fun. You know, I was talking with him. He told me he was an Uber driver. And that is something curious that many people are approaching in the streets. And there are people, you know, Uber drivers, people who do delivery, people who are working in bodegas. And I love that they are paying attention to this podcast because... You know, you have the power. If you have access to internet and you have focus, if you are until this moment on this podcast, you are above 99% of the people. You, if you are now listening to this podcast, means that you have the power to pay attention. And if you have the power to canalize, to channel your energy in one thing, you can be sure that just if you are constant and you apply the right intensity, you will see results. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Remember, if you want to contact me, my personal WhatsApp, 51989023986. Enjoy your Sunday.